Oh, hello there, and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Logcast. How's the holidays descend upon us? We just wanted to take a moment to pause, take a deep breath, drink some eggnog, and reflect on everything. 2016 has been an apocalyptic flaming turd, and 2017 could perhaps smell even worse. But for now, we want you to sit back and enjoy the holidays, forget your worries, and listen, huddled close, as we talk about rare and other nerd crap. Hello everyone and welcome to the Logcast. I'm your host Clay and today I am joined by Jeff. Hey there. And Dave. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Doing pretty well. First Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, and all those other holidays as well. Happy everything. <laughs> Happy everything indeed. In Indeed. And it's the first day of my Christmas break from work. That's awesome. So I'm very excited. I feel very free right now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I don't have to be back at work till January 3rd. That's awesome. Jeez. I can jealous. actually finally play so video jealous. games. <laughs> it's amazing. Get caught Lucky. up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. I still have another half a day. So. Oh, or no, so, really? Give or take. Give or Bummer, take. Dude. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. It'll be alright. But anyway, yeah. Are you guys excited for for the holidays? Do you guys have any big plans? Um, play lots of video games. No, <laughs> uh, honestly, <laughs> I don't have anything too big planned. We might be going over to some of more of the super extended side of my wife's family for Christmas, maybe. But we don't have any really big plans or anything. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to be sweet. spending it with my wife's family. Her grandparents come into town every year, and mm-hmm. we usually spend Christmas over at her parents' house. So should be should be good. Cool. How about you, Clay? Uh, I'll be driving out to Ohio. Uh, to Ohio. Good old Ohio, where I was born, and uh, spending the weekend with my family. So nice. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds, yeah. sounds great. Yeah. All right, so we'll get past the small talk here and move on to the reason that you're all here. Uh, This is our, I think we're making it annual now. Each year we're going to try to put a little bit more effort and a little bit more time into making a uh, holiday special of sorts. So uh, I rummaged up a few questions uh, of my own that uh, I wanted to talk through with you guys. Some of them are pretty on topic some of them are on topic but super nerdy so please forgive us uh as we go through these uh we'll talk through some different things so to start us off first question is what did you guys ask for for christmas this year yes well i uh officially asked for a raspberry pi and titanfall 2 um yeah i've uh I've been eyeballing the, the Raspberry Pi for a while now, and, it, you know, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, they're like not. 30 bucks. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, I just I thought it'd be a fun thing to to make a project out of and yeah, the, mess around with different things, like try RetroPie yeah. and try some of the other stuff. They're, they're um, a lot of fun. And I, yeah. I heard the third one works even better, the newest one that's out. I only have the Raspberry Pi yeah. 2, so ah. certain things it doesn't Fair do enough. so well. but. So pretty neat keep my fingers crossed on that, yeah. Yeah. And then Titanfall 2, I was a huge fan of the first one and just haven't been able to pick up the second one and hoping to get that as well. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I asked for a couple other odds and ends, but nothing nothing major. A couple things for recording the logcast. A couple mic, uh, mics 
stand boom arm thing and uh, a power adapter for a mic. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing too exciting adapter. there. Yay. Woo. Grown up Christmas list. How about you, Dave? <laughs> What'd you ask for? Um, not much of anything, really. <laughs> but um, I'm currently really poor because my wife was just left a job and is starting a new one this week so it's kind of like a bad time for purchasing things for me and yeah. us but um yeah I, mean, I made a little list on amazon of just like you know some random cheap stuff like amiibos and some disney movies and things like that but um nice yeah I, i'm not really cool. expecting anything um, over 20 bucks this christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. Hey, there's good stuff for under twenty bucks. Oh, yeah. so. That's true. Well, that's, that's the magical price, nineteen ninety nine. And I already, exactly. I actually already got a uh, gift card from my mom in the mail for Amazon, and nice. so yeah, I I then took that and used it to buy a gift for my wife and myself and a bag of candy. Oh, <laughs> well, that was very kind of you. Yeah, very sweet. Cool. Nice. And how about you, Clay? Well, for me, uh, starting off, I asked for a Stretch Armstrong, Ooh. which um, they make Always those one again. Of those. Yeah, I know, and I never awesome. really had one. I had like an off-brand thing that was similar, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they, I guess Target sells them, and I saw them one time, and I was like, I want that, nice, uh, just because I'm a sucker for collectibles and '90s things. So, yeah. uh, I put that on there. Um, I also asked for some Funko pop vinyls okay um, mm, i know there's mixed feelings uh on staff <laughs> here about those but uh i have i have a good a uh, couple dozen of them me nice. and my wife both have some and i don't try to collect every single character from a single line i just mm -hmm. i get things that are cool that mm -hmm. i i love and i try to keep it super random just like a little bit of everything i try not to have i have a lot of star wars but yeah, I'm trying to kind of stay away from that and do uh, just branch out. So there's been a bunch of really cool Funkos that they've released over the last couple months. So might get some of those. Uh, and then I also asked for board games. I have a huge nice. list of board games that I want, and everybody I gave that list to was a bit overwhelmed because <laughs> the list continues to grow. Um, this last year, I've gotten way more into board gaming, and that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and it's super fun. Uh, it's kind of nerdy, but um, it's kind of like buying video games, except half the time mm -hmm. I buy them and they sit on the shelf until I can get some friends together to play them with yeah. me. And so um, that part kind of sucks because it's like, mm -hmm. it'd be like if you bought a bunch of Xbox games and just sat them on your shelf going, I can't wait till I can play these sometime. Yeah, right. that, that kind of happened uh, with me and my wife when we bought Star Wars Rebellion. It's like a $70, <laughs> $80 game, but it takes like four oh, hours God. to play. So we've only played it once since we've got it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, those are top two, the long ones where you're like, yeah. when am I going to have time to set this up and not tear it down and blah, blah, blah. So, right. Yeah, actually, there. I know what you're talking about as far as the Xbox games. I bought Grand Theft Auto 4 for the 360 before I owned a 360. So Ooh. I did exactly that. And it was that was the reason I bought a 360. <laughs> so go figure. And then the Thanks. rare games, of course. But um, question for you of the Funko Pops, what's your number one choice? And of the board games, is there one in particular you really want? Oh, um, that's a great question. Um, let's see. Funko Pop wise, uh, there's a new Batman the Animated Series line that just came out. Nice. Like from the Cartoon Network show. And uh, so I put those on there. The Robin and the Joker oh. on there are pretty cool. I already yeah. have a Batman one, so I don't really need another one. But. Uh, so that was kind of the first thing that came to mind there. Uh, board games, um, there's quite a bit on there that are high up on my list. There's one called Potion Explosion, which deals with marbles, and it's kind of like Candy Crush, but hmm. in a board game. So there's like rows of marbles, and you pick them up, and wow. if they make color connections, then you get more marbles, and they make potions. It's kind of got like a Harry Potter wizardy kind of feel to it. It's really cool. It just that came out this cool. year. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a different take on a you know board game and stuff. So that's on there, but we'll see. So good question. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. um, all right, moving along. Uh, either as children or adults, what is your favorite Christmas memory that has to do with gaming? Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do with rare, but just a gaming memory from Christmas, child or adult. Jeff, 
Okay. Yeah. Um, not probably too surprisingly, most of mine have to do with rare. <laughs> and uh, the <laughs> one I'm going to go with here is... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Weird. Um, what's interesting is I was on the Logcast for the last Christmas special. That was the first episode I appeared on. Um, nice. If you haven't listened to it, it's a, it's a good episode. <laughs> kind of travel around to some of our listeners' homes. It was uh, Dave and Kev back then. But um, what I think I forgot to mention in that episode, which is kind of weird, but was the Christmas that I got my N64. And uh, it came with Diddy Kong Racing. And I'll, I'll never forget because I opened the – my dad put it in a gift bag rather than wrapping it. So, like, I couldn't guess by shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember opening the gift bag first because it was smaller. And I was like, oh, I'll save the big one for last. Really, didn't, I don't know. I was This was 1997, so I would have been like 11. For whatever reason, I didn't really put two and two together that the big one was probably an N64. I just thought, that, you know, I, I don't know. I just I had low expectations as a child. So I was like, <laughs> there's no way my parents would get me an N64. But I opened up the bag and it had Diddy Kong Racing in it. And I was super excited for a hot second. And then I was like, Oh, I don't have an N64. <laughs> but I was like, okay, my, my best friend down the street who lived like a block away had an N64, you know, went to his house all the time. I was like, worst case, I'll go play to his house. Like, we'll be fine. And then I opened the big one and it was, of course, an N64. And I was like so excited. Um, probably up there with N64 Kid from yes, YouTube. That's but where my head was. Yeah. yeah I, was th- I was just I'm, picturing like your face superimposed <laughs> on N64 Kid. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's video footage of it somewhere in my parents' house, but you know, I'll be damned if I know where that is. And <laughs> I, I probably don't want it to surface. But mm, I don't yeah, know. It could be a good video was, for our channel. Yeah. Yeah. Probably go. it would be. I don't see if I can do it. <laughs> um, the other one being the year later, I got Banjo Kazooie for Christmas, which. It's weird because it had been out six months, but I had only played it like I had a five day rental from Blockbuster of it. And that was my I was obsessed with it. And so I was like dying to get it. And I got it for Christmas and it came with the uh, the mumbo jumbo plushie. And that was in my stocking. Um, The game was actually wrapped under the tree. So like I saw that and I like freaked out. And then I opened up the present just a few minutes later and it was it was pretty exciting. Nice. That was a great combo. Well done. Your parents. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> Very nice. How about you, Dave? How about you, Dave? Um, believe it or not, I actually had a hard time thinking. Of, I was trying to think of actually a time. Cause I never really got like a lot of games for Christmas. I got hmm. them for more for birthdays and other things. Um, right. So I had to like think about it. And then the, I think probably the the time, one time I really sort of distinctly remember getting uh, video games uh, for Christmas was uh, probably sometime mid mid 90s, perhaps. Uh, when I got a Super Nintendo, uh, I know it had already been out for a while, nice. and uh, it was kind of for both for me and my brother. And mm-hmm. I feel like we already knew about it ahead of time because I don't remember being particularly surprised, but I do <laughs> remember unwrapping it, and it was um, it was the bundle. If you any of you remember the one that came with um, Super Mario World. And uh, Super Mario R Stars, but separate carts, so it wasn't. The that's the one I got. Yep, yep, that's the one I got. And then we also there was a copy of Link to the Past. Nice. Separate oh, from yeah. it, so I got all the Mario's and Zelda. Nice. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think was, I mean, awesome. We shared it with yeah. my brother, so it was not exclusively for me and. You know, I actually left it with him. That's with most of my stuff when, you know, that I had dual ownership of when I uh, moved to Michigan. So um, I don't yeah. have it anymore. But, oh, yeah, it's fine. You're a generous big brother or younger brother. I was, young, I was younger brother, and, you know, it wasn't like it was yeah, for okay, specifically me. So I was like, <laughs> it's expensive I, enough, me moving all this other crap, stuff that I have dual ownership of, I may as well just not fight for it. Leave it because it's gonna cost me yeah. more money to ship it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my older sister and I went fifty fifty on a lot of our Nintendo yeah. stuff, and I left most of it with her when I moved o- away. How about you, Clay? How about your best Christmas memory with gaming? Uh, the one that I always think of, and it, it really is a great memory. Uh, I always enjoy thinking about it. Was uh, I don't know what year it was, but it was an N sixty four um nice you know me me and my siblings had you know the super nintendo and the nes so we Mm -hmm. were definitely ready for an upgrade or whatever and so 
uh, we opened that up and so we were already freaking out uh probably similar to the way you were and yeah. then uh i remember my dad did this he he had this like robe on as dads used to do don't do as much anymore and in this robe he had these big old pockets and I just remember he kept, he would just like be like, what, what was, what's this? And he'd pull a game out and we were like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he would just be like, oh, what's this? And there was another one and they just kept coming. Oh and, my God. Uh, and they're all like loose cartridges or whatever, which we didn't care. Yeah. Like, we didn't care. Yeah. But he was just like, there was like a dozen of them that came out and everyone <laughs> we just like awesome. would look at it and freak out. And so <laughs> there's video of that as well out there somewhere. And I'd love to get a hold of it because I always think about it and it was awesome. So props to my dad he uh he really thought through the presentation on that one so that's epic good times <laughs> i love um, stuff like that and, and memories yeah, like cool. that those are the those types of christmas ones like oh what's this oh yeah <laughs> it's fun yeah i look forward to being able to do that one day with my kids Be like, totally guess what it's 2024 and you're getting n64 games for christmas <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like what's yeah, n64 <laughs> <laughs> exactly but, uh, <laughs> i would only hope that you would uh, educate your kids better than that though so they would they would know oh they'll yeah. know they'll know absolutely they will know um all right so next question this one's a little weird uh but uh it's kind of fun to think about and talk about um and obviously this probably required a little bit of research maybe on your guys end unless you have really good memory but what in your opinion was the best christmas uh holiday video game lineup in the past uh as preferably as far as rare goes but it could just be anything in general but yeah for me going with rare um and this one did take a little bit of thinking and, and looking up stuff but um the year 2000 mickey speedway usa and banjo Tooie both came out both within like a month of each other in the u.s and nice. or or like the same week i mean they were both out around thanksgiving um and I'm I'm a huge Disney fan. I worked for Disney. Like so, so Mickey Speedway USA was a game I was following very closely. And then Banjo Kazooie is pretty much my favorite game ever. So Banjo Tooie was a game I was following very closely. So like getting both of those and having both of them on my Christmas list, and and I think I got them both for Christmas that year, um, was just like holy crap! Like getting two rare games for Christmas, and it's and it's awesome. So um, for me. Christmas 2000, Mickey and Banjo. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for mine, I I, I, I want to, like, uh, you know, a little disclaimer, I didn't actually get any of these games in the time period they were actually released in. But oh. yeah, I, I <laughs> did okay. do okay. did, but you did look at sort of research and figure out, you know, what would be the, what year had like the best sort of fall holiday lineup of games and i decided on 1994 uh which you know included the classic slash one of the best games ever donkey kong country which is mm -hmm. probably why a lot of people are listening to us right now <laughs> um mm -hmm. in addition to that um there was also sonic and knuckles was also in that same uh, fall holiday window which wow. if you're a big Sonic fan, that's a big deal because that was like that crazy snap-on cartridge that just mm -hmm. was like, you know, it, it kind of blew your mind as a kid. It's like, what? That's what I always thought Banjo-Tooie would be. Yeah, yeah, it's like I can plug <laughs> Sonic 3 on top of this and get twice as many levels? What? Yeah. So that was pretty oh, yeah. cool. And also um, um, Final Fantasy VI, also known as mm. Final Fantasy III, um, because that's that's a whole nother discussion though basically they skipped yes. games and then they numbered them they misnumbered them in the u.s and then they re-released them and then used the correct numbering so it's released in the same territory with two different names <laughs> classic square yeah uh. um <laughs> but that game i think was really um a big deal for its time for achieving storytelling on a 16-bit console which Mm -hmm. was it was kind of not really a thing back then and right. i feel like all three of those games are sort of revolutionarily in their own right mm -hmm. and, totally yeah yeah awesome okay. yeah how uh, about you clay my choice uh if i had to if i could go back one year and buy a bunch of stuff during the holidays video game related i would go back to 1997 mm. only because on the cover of the Toys R Us 
uh, catalog, magazine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They had they were selling their uh, n- their exclusive Nintendo 64 with the golden controller, yes. which is freaking awesome. And <laughs> yeah. go- anything gold is awesome. And so not only did they have that, but on the cover as well, they had a gold Game Boy Pocket, which I love Game Boy Pockets. I think they're just super cool. They're like one of my favorite Game Boys for mm. whatever reason. Uh, I own a couple, and I w- want to get more. But anyway, so there was also a lot of really good games out, you know, that year. But um, just even looking at the cover of that, I was like, yeah, this is what I would go back, and I'd buy those things up because gold is awesome, and those consoles totally. are awesome. So, yeah. so that's my pick. Good um, choice. Good choice. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to keep moving things along here just so we don't, you know take too much time here um this next question's super nerdy i don't know why i thought of it but um you know it's 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 the holiday season and it's a little snowy it's cold and so it it had me thinking if if you as in you two could go vacation in one rare locale during christmas a location based in a rare game what would you pick so there go ahead jeff what do you got okay well Going with the super obvious one for myself, as you all know, Banjo-Kazooie is my favorite game. So, Freeze Easy Peak. I can hear the music playing now. Ah, yes. Very nice. Um, I just, I loved the atmosphere of it. I loved the music of it. Um, I love that it had a giant snowman in the middle of it, which, let's be honest, was maybe a ripoff of Mario 64, but I don't care. It was way cooler. (laughs) Um, And... I don't know. It was just, it was an extremely charming level. And then it had the ice key in it. And I spent so much time in that level, just trying to clip the wall, break the wall, you know, all the game shark crap <laughs> for, you know, for the couple of years before we found out that right. stop and swap wasn't fully realized, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't know. It was, it was charming and you could be a walrus and yeah, it was, you could fly. Just talking um, Christmas lights. The talking Christmas lights and the, the twinkly munchers you had to beat up. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Everything about the level. I just, I loved it. Um, you know, a little sled race with Boggy and all that. Uh, I would I would love to va- vacation somewhere like that. It's It's got like a little cabin that's snowed in and it's got Mumbo's hut and a walrus cave, like giant snowman. Like, I think it'd be really cool. You'd do a little, little slaloming <laughs> on a sled totally. or on skis. So, yeah, that's where I'd want to go. Awesome. Good choice, dude. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Good <laughs> choice. So I, I just took the question super literally and tried to think about which place I would actually like to go in the holiday time. And I picked the bunker from Goldeneye. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's, it's cold outside. The bunker's got, like, heating. There's probably, like, tons of food down there. you got all these computers and, and mainframes and servers. Wow. Yeah, it'd be great. I don't know. This is post Cold War <laughs> Russia we're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that that is true. I didn't. But I don't know. I, I feel no, like it's too late. You know dude. what? You're stuck yeah, with it. I'm sure Amazon delivers there, and they got two day <laughs> shipping. So I, I think yeah. I'm good. I'm sure someone there's got a credit card. Yeah, I mean, unless someone fires the Golden Eye, then you're screwed. <laughs> That's another thing. You get control of the Golden Eye. So <laughs> yes, that I would mean, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> You can just like annihilate choice. parts of the earth randomly. Yeah, there you go. Electronics. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. It's very outside the box. It is. Like it. Yeah, it's not a traditional answer. So exactly. It works. That's what, I, that's what I try to do, man. Break new ground. <laughs> change lives. So, Claire, are you going to give us a traditional answer, or are you going to give us another out-of-the-box one? Oh, uh, no, I'm going pretty traditional, I feel like. Okay. Um, I had a couple that I was kind of, you know, considering. There's a lot of, you know, snow levels in in the Donkey Kong countries that I really like and Mm -hmm. think are awesome. But um, if I had to pick one, I would go with uh, Frosty Village from Diddy Kong Racing. Nice. Um, That was my number two, (laughs) actually. That was the one I was playing with. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, the music's a little cheesy. It's good, but it's a little cheesy. <laughs> if if that music was playing on repeat for three months while I was you know vacationing there, I might uh, go insane. Enough. Yeah. But it's still good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about going down that hill and seeing those. I think there's three of them houses there. You know, yep. and they're all lit up. And I don't know. It's just real like homey and 
really nice and Christmassy and stuff. So, um, and obviously it'd be cool to go out during the day or at night and drive around on what what have you, a, you know, a cart or a little hover thing. So, absolutely. Yeah, good choice. So that, good choice. That's my choice. Uh, it's just a very Christmassy feeling level to me. So, that would be my choice. Very nice. Cool. All right. Next question, and then we'll take a short break. Um, here, so, here's the scenario: we wake up Christmas morning, and before we run downstairs to see what Santa brought us, we all, as we Americans do. We roll over and we grab our phone and we unplug it from our charger and see what the heck happened over the night. Now, you look at your phone and all of a sudden you see a text from one of us saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Can, did you see what Rare Game just got announced and is already already available right now that you can go download and play immediately? Now, if what would that game be for you guys? It could be a game that was canceled or never released or... Just a completely made-up game, and and they've been working on it, and it's out now. So, what if you had one Christmas gift game from Rare? What would it be? For me, um, it would either be the Fast and the Furious as it was planned, um, yes. or just some sort of spiritual successor to Diddy Kong Racing. So, some sort of expanse upon it. Obviously, it wouldn't be Diddy Kong, given the current legal status of everything right. but but you know some sort of adventure cart game from rare even if it's if it's banjo themed or if it's all you know rare all-star themed which i think i would that would be preferable to me but um even if it's a new ip or rc program sequel like i would be all about a new racing game from rare um so i, I just feel like it's been a long enough time since they've even touched the genre i mean it's been since 2000 and you know that had the disney license on it and was kind of limited in scope so yeah. i'd be all about that type of game nice yeah i think we all agree with you and i think the majority of gamers and rare fans would agree as well um maybe that wouldn't be their first choice but i think they would yeah i think they'd be excited you know i think they'd be pretty stoked about it i know i would be so totally absolutely yeah. i'd love to see that and just a, just a game in that style an adventure racing game kart racing game mm-hmm that's kind of something that's you know mario kart's good and all but just not quite the same yeah totally totally yeah um for me so given that yeah what would you do um probably if, any, if anyone who's listened to the podcast know that i really really want to play dinosaur planet the original <laughs> n64 version yeah i get yeah. that a lot of star fox adventures is pretty much that intact but i want their original vision I want it for yeah. N64. But mm. obviously now that can't happen. So basically what I want is just like a complete version of the game and with all N64 assets just upscaled you, you to like wanna, 1080p. Okay, you wouldn't want like a modern like that that game or you know that type of game but just done today? Eh, yeah, I mean I would, but I think I that's think what I would, I would rather, want. I would rather have the exact game that I wanted so much all those years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay, I, I get you. I, Why so, not both? Yeah, no los dos? Yeah, at, at <laughs> most, I would say, um, you know, upscale it to 1080p and make it 16.9 ratio so it, like, fits my screen, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, maybe do redo the UI so they're not all, like, blurry like other N64 games. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Like, essentially have it look like, say, the Banjo-Kazooie, like, 360 port. You know, where it's still 90% ex original and 64 assets with a few things cleaned up to make it look pretty. But, mm. yeah. Nice. That's what I'd love. It will never, ever happen. But I'm still... No, I mean, most of these probably won't, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's all right. Mine is the least likely, though. A probably. Christmas dream. Christmas How about you, Clay? <laughs> well, I almost went with uh, Donkey Kong Racing, um, but then decided mm. against it. And so instead I went a, uh, a different route and uh, I decided that if I could have any game from them, I would have a Grabbed by the Ghoulies 2 uh, mm. sequel to Grabbed by the Ghoulies. And um, cool. yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoy the first game and I feel like obviously it's, you know, most of us know that it didn't do as great as it really should have and right. doesn't get the respect it deserves and stuff so i don't know i think the 
at the age I'm at right now, I really enjoy playing games like that, you know, especially in like in October near Halloween. I really enjoy, you know, Zombies Ate My Neighbors and mm-hmm. a bunch mm-hmm. of other spooky games. And so I really enjoy playing Grab by the Ghoulies. And I don't know. I just I think it'd be cool to see a sequel and see what they could do with it and, you know, expand on that and um, yeah. take it to new areas. There's There's a lot of different things that they could do to, you know improve on it and i feel mm-hmm. like if they did that you, you know it would probably get more praise than you know they did before or whatever but totally. it's still a bit of a reach I, I doubt it'll happen but it would be I, cool yeah i'd say in this day and age of of indie games and not to even imply that rare's quality is indie but the the more obscure titles are more accepted um I feel like it would find more of an audience today than it did originally. And especially if they expanded upon it, you know, it was, it was very simplistic, especially when compared to Banjo-Tooie since that was the same team. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a, uh, you know, it just, it was, you, you hit stuff with the stick and you move with the other stick and that's it. You know, it'd be cool to see a combo system, you know, keep it a beat em up just like it is but but add a combo system or add some sort of thing to make the gameplay just slightly deeper and yeah. not you know not not again i love the the original um i only was exposed to it in rare replay for the first time um but i love it uh you know especially around halloween time so i i would i would love to see grab by the ghoulies too too that's all i was getting at <laughs> two two <laughs> nice yeah Very all right nice. Very nice. All right, good deal. Uh, now we're quoting Borat, so we should uh, probably go ahead and take a quick break. We're gonna wah wah wee wah. So we're gonna go ahead and jump to commercials, and we'll be right back. Well, are you struggling with the latest rare games, animal antics, anxiety, and Donkey Kong Country Two, Rusty Bucket Bay Rage, and Banjo Kazooie, or maybe you just can't grab those platinum medals in the Smash Tacular Blah 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 Blast Core. Helpful tips and tricks on the latest Rare Games, just call the Rare Game Hotline on 0111111111111. Remember, if you're outside of the USA, the country code is 01. In a world where danger lurks around every corner, where witches kidnap the youth and monsters roam free. It's up to one bear and one bird to unite against the evildoers to rescue a young beauty. Banjo-Kazooie, coming soon to theaters. This film is not yet rated. Battletoads, cruising through the tunnels. Battletoads, on the mega speeder bike. Battletoads, cruising through the tunnels. Battletoads, on their mega speeder bikes. The all-new mega speeder bike from Rare is the ultimate way to navigate even the toughest of turbo tunnels. Team up with your friends, avoid obstacles, jump over large voids. Get yours today. Okay, and we're back. All right, guys, so before we close out this year, we just want to take a little moment to look ahead to the future. I know that we've kind of talked a lot about the upcoming games, uh, namely Sea of Thieves and Ukulele and a couple of the other ones by the the smaller indie studios. Um, Just beyond our grasps here uh, in 2016 into 2017. So let's quickly discuss those before we wrap up. Okay. Um, maybe so we can we start get, get the two obvious ones out of the way. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Let's, let's start be. with the big ones. <laughs> two what? obvious. What? I, I missed that. <laughs> no, I, like, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> no, I said like, what could those be? What could those be? I don't know. I don't know. Something about a pirate. And it's a, completely and stumped. And a, like nothing's Jeff. Why, why don't you talk those through for us real quick? Tell us where we're at with those two. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, the big one coming from Rare is, of course, Sea of Thieves. Um, and this year's been really cool to learn about it, but obviously next year they're going to kind of 
take off the uh, the covers and really show what it's about. Um, what we saw this year and kind of dating back to the Play It First contest and, and the opportunity that I actually got to go play it at the Rare Studios um, was a very brief cross-section or a very small sliver of the final game. Um, and so what we have to look forward in 2017 is is them pulling back the curtain on the rest of the experience, kind of the... Uh, if you look at it, what they showed this year was ship battles, and then in that alpha trailer that came out like two weeks ago, they showed uh, some gunplay and treasure chest digging up, but um, not much beyond that, not really anything else beyond that. But what they showed us in the E3 cinematic trailer with uh, skeletons, uh, exploring caves with treasure, and... Uh, mermaids all sorts of, i mean they showed us a ton of stuff in that trailer there's a lot of things that you really have to kind of stop and freeze frame and go look in depth um that's what we have to look forward to is is what that all means how it will work in game and the full experience of the game rather than just these kind of like yes there will be ship combat yes there will be gun combat and yes there will be treasures like that's almost expected in a pirate game so um 2017 is going to show us what's going to keep us coming back for more, what they're looking to do to keep uh, players engaged, all that good stuff. So that's what we have to look forward to with Sea of Thieves. Now, before we move on from that. Yes. Um, have they flat out said, I can't remember, it, if it is coming out this following year, 2017? or They have, have they not, even? not. They okay. have not. They will not commit to even a year. Um, the closest thing we had which was flat out rescinded or you know what it redacted whatever you want to call it um during an interview at E3 um the head of Xbox marketing Aaron Greenberg uh mentioned that it would be in a 2017 time frame similar to Halo Wars 2 which is like February um right. however they did say uh that was a misspeak or whatever you want to call it um that's not the case so Really, at this point, we are going on an assumption that it comes out in 2017, but we actually don't know. Um, the fact that they've got the alpha test going already would make me think that at least it'll be out before the end of 2017. But honestly, that's, I mean, anything can happen in game development, so right. we don't know. So if you had to put a percentage on how confident or like how likely you think it is that it's going to come out in 2017, what would you, what would you rate that? Um, personally, based on what I know and what I've seen that I can say, um, I would say between 85 and 90% that it will come out. However, that, you know, the asterisk on that is it may be one of those, uh, Xbox preview things where it's mm. like the game is 80 or 90% done and they've got it available for like half price, sort of like arc or, you know, anything else. Yeah. Um, right. I could see that for certain by the end of the year, in my opinion, but we don't know that that's the path they want to take, if they're even going to do that, or if they're just going to continue these kind of uh, alpha tests, moving into beta, moving into uh, release candidate, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I think the way the game is, is you've got to look at it more like Minecraft, where it, it can come out at any point and, and work and play great. Um, even the, you know, the, the really, the pre-alpha build literally is what, I played in what was at E3 and Gamescom was a fun game. It wasn't a complete game, but it was a fun game. And and if you look at Minecraft 0.1 or whatever the hell their numbering mm -hmm. was, it was a fun game. But if you compare it to what's available now with the most recent update, it it wasn't much. You know, it's it's a evolutionary process, and that's the approach they're taking with Sea of Thieves. And that's why I think like they can put it out whenever they want, and then they've they've designed the game to be incremental compartmental however you want to put it they can add mechanics to it fairly easily and uh iterate releases so i i, I know it's really a convoluted answer but they can put it out at any point and then just keep adding to it and that's kind of what it sounds like their plan is with it so yeah i hear what you're saying uh this i, I just keep thinking this this is rare though we're talking about these are the guys that didn't send out Christmas cards this year because they didn't like the way that they looked when they got printed. Right. So I say this with the utmost respect, but they are a bit of perfect perfectionists, you know, and right. that's why we, we love them because they put out good work. And so mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying and I would totally be so down with the preview, 
you know, program if that meant we got to start playing it sooner, even if it wasn't finished. Because, dude, I played Ark the other day, and that game is still pretty broken mm-hmm. and it's a little rough but it's still fun and so i hope you're right about that I, I don't know how they feel about that but that would be pretty cool because it means we get it sooner but what what i can say to counter that and i'm not disagreeing with you because i absolutely agree with you they are sticklers for quality they always have been <laughs> yeah. but my, my counter to that is that they can perfect mechanics like for the, the the perfect example is ship combat it's spectacular it feels great it you know i i didn't feel like i was playing an alpha i've played alphas before i've played betas before um their definition of an and this stems back to what you said their definition of an alpha is so much like almost to an infinite like definitely an exponential point more polished than any alpha i've ever seen it's right. what they're doing is they're perfecting one thing at a time um and and how they're doing it they've explained is through uh building a prototype that they've put together in unity so that they can update extremely quickly i mean unity is is pretty uh simple to add stuff to and you know the the programming or whatever and they'll perfect it how it feels um or whatever and they've explained this in interviews but essentially they'll they'll test it and if it's up to their standards then they'll try it out in the unreal build and then once it's you know they've played it internally long enough they say okay that is release quality for that mechanic They'll throw that in and they'll put that into the next build. So the difference between this and, and Arc and anything else is that they're literally making it stable. Like it has that Joni, uh, the producer has said um, that it has fewer bugs than any game he's ever really worked on at this point. He wow. said that uh, the, the big difference, and, and I, I want to get through this quickly. I, I feel like I've kind of spinning my tires here, but um, I feel it's very interesting is that they're, they're, they're smushing the bugs as soon as they come up. And so the, you know, for example, the people that did probably get to, into the alpha this this last weekend probably had a pretty stable and good experience. Um, they haven't really put out any public info on how that went or you know, whatever, but um, based on, like, exa- for example, the, the build I played, um, it, it was so stable and so good. There was very little issue, you know, little minor things that you would expect, but... Nothing like what you would expect from an alpha. Minor things like what you'd expect from something that's like the, you know, two weeks before release beta that is very common these days that Titanfall did, that Gears of War did, that everybody does. Um, You know, little hiccups here and there. That was all we experienced. And that's what they said that even they themselves, when they test it internally, it's most of what they experience, you know. Um, And so based on that and based on how iterative the game is designed to be is why I think they could put it out um, incrementally or whatever uh, before what you would say you know like where arc is now putting it out in that state would be like a smaller core experience but a very 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 polished one right it's something anyway. crazy though that's that you know that that much bug testing is done because i feel like sort of the triple a philosophy is like they get all their I'll hit all their asset and level milestones right. and go milestone, milestone, milestone. And then, okay, now we have a month to quash all the bugs. And exactly. Then like, and then they cut features. And yeah. Stuff then like it that. goes gold and then they cut anything they can't get in time. And then they spent the next few weeks after the discs is pressed, trying to squash as many bugs as they can in a day one patch before it goes out. Exactly. Yep. And that's, and that's you, I think what we're all trained for. Yeah. Right. It's like nowadays you have to usually wait like at least a month before, before you get an entirely stable experience on a new release <laughs> which is kind of sad but that's insane <laughs> that, they're, that they're actually dealing with this stuff now and yeah i'm, I'm okay yeah. with waiting and getting a good experience and feeling like i get my money's worth because that's right. still so rare now in gaming but yeah like I, I said, like they, they test it in the Unity build, and right. it lets them squash the bugs pretty early. So by the time they take it into the final product, there's very few to deal with. You know, they're they're mostly just technical glitches rather than full on game breaking right. bugs. It's, it's amazing. Yep, hmm. I'm still optimistic for like a fall release next year. I don't think it's going to be like summer. I think that would be great. I think yeah. launching it along talk like a pirate day um, would would be great from a marketing perspective but you know who knows who knows really it would be a fun summer release too okay so that's enough about sea of thieves in my opinion (laughs) sorry i went on a little (laughs) long-winded there that's all right that's all right 
Um, so next up is ukulele. Um, you know, <laughs> as of was it last week, we finally got a release date. Yep. Um, 11th of April, 2017, which yep. is the week of my birthday. Nice. Yes. Very excite. Very nice. Much excite. Much excite. And so, yeah. So we, we know that it will be coming out on that day for uh, Windows, um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Um, I think Mac's on there. Is that I yeah, I believe so. so. It's Unity, so it should be like I right. You know, I think it was and Linux, Mac, PC, and then the consoles. Right, and so no more Wii U, potentially Nintendo Switch in the future. Um, yep. It wouldn't surprise me if it comes out that day for Nintendo Switch. I just me I don't neither. think they can. I don't think they can say anything until January. So they kind of use this little like standoffish, you know, yeah, phrasing yes. of it. Yep, I I but. agree. Because if, um, if it was that day, then they potentially, like, narrowed down, like, the release date of, you know, when the Switch is actually coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, right, not really, right. because Nintendo's, Nintendo said it would be out in March. Oh, that's true, but it hasn't like, been, like, so, officially confirmed, so it's like they could theoretically push it Yeah, back. not since they first said it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I Another th- quick comment on it is that they had only shown us... Um, us being the public and or Kickstarter backers one level prior to last week. And then suddenly they decided to show a second level and out of six levels, you know, it's interesting that they chose to show another one in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. We now know that there's tribal stack tropics and then what is it like Cashino or casinos? I don't know. Yeah. Right. I think it's Cashino. I, I, yeah. I kind of hope that they stop showing new levels at this point. Agreed. I feel like we've almost seen them all. Right. I, uh, well, you don't. You don't have to watch. <laughs> yeah, yes, true. I you do. Like you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel you. Um, what's interesting is I was kind of complaining about this recently, just in casual conversation about the game, um, and I feel bad. I don't want to complain about. it. I think that's really kind of almost first world problem pretentious to complain about knowing the levels. But like, if you look back to Banjo Kazooie, which is of course what this is compared to Nintendo freaking sent out that VHS that like gave an in-depth analysis of all nine levels. So there's really not much to complain about here. Like, so yeah, could be worse. <laughs> it could be That's worse. Exactly. Honestly, half the fun of the levels is like explore, actually exploring them and discovering it, its secrets. Exactly. Just what they look like. Right. Knowing what they are in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, guess you know what they did show screenshots from the snow level. We know there's a snow level, yeah. so but, you know, fact, whatever. The, probably is a good chance there's a factory level too. I believe. <laughs> no spoilers. Jeez, Dave. But yeah, but like you said, remember you, <laughs> when you would open up your instructional manual and have to list every single world and show a screenshot? Yeah, it's that's so, so true. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, it's not kind a, of it's not a huge deal, so I can't really complain about seeing too much. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> So there's those. So there's um, those two. Um, are there any other potential projects in 2017 that you guys think we might see as well? Um, there's two that I'm pretty sure we know are coming out. Raging Justice and Rusty Pup. Exactly those two. Yep. yep. Um, both are uh, pretty close to being finished. Um, Nick Macon tweeted this week or last week, which something he tweeted at the beginning of the summer, but reiterated that the game is content complete and he's just fine-tuning it at this point mm-hmm. which is great um he's obviously had um the carpal tunnel issue or you know whatever that his doctor told him he had to kind of scale back but um he's still putting in work on it and i kind of follow him and and chat with him every once in a while when he does a live stream and um sounds like it's getting close so i'm really excited for that one good and then uh you guys want to kind of touch on rusty pup Dave, you haven't talked much. You go for it. Um, I know it's coming <laughs> soon. I honestly don't know that much about Rusty Pup, other than it's a touch-based like puzzle game. And yes. It's about Rusty Pup. Chris Dave, Siever. you dropped the ball big time on this one. <laughs> You're welcome. What did Chris Weaver tweet this week, Dave? Tell um, us. He's something about kind of like final hope. version, but then he like followed up with like another tweet yeah. that said that might not. Yeah. I don't know. It was all very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get what he was trying to say with that. And it's a Chris Seaver, so it's never, you what know. What he was getting at, and, and I, I had to look at it like six times, but was that he was taking screenshots for my release version. So we all thought, oh, this is like a release candidate or like mm-hmm. this is the final version. What he meant is it was a version that didn't have all of the debug UI all over it. It was something he could take screenshots from. 
So mm-hmm. I think it was just as simple as that. Like the current state of the game without the debug shit all over the screen, <laughs> unfortunately. So I, don't, I really don't know what to make of that as far as release date, but he's been working on it for like three years with uh, Sean Pyle. And so. Uh, I will, I will say the one cool thing about this was that he had to follow up with that disclaimer tweet because mm-hmm. I didn't really look to see what the response was, but I'm assuming people were freaking out, you know, Oh like, yeah. Oh, is this coming out? And so the fact that he kind of had to, you know, Whoa, 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 that's not really what I meant. Um, you know, kind of showed that. Right. I think that a lot of people were excited, you know? Yeah. So totally real quick. Do you guys know who's doing like, the audio and, and music for the game by chance i i am actually not sure not. Um, okay nope. okay i'll have to ask them if about it that. if it's like how parachute stan was is that kind of a lot of his old buddies that take right work kind of all like pitched in subcontracting so, yeah so i imagine right. that there'll be some there'll be some rare guys involved uh, that's my assumption too so yeah i wasn't sure if if that had been discussed or even mentioned i don't know we should yeah, uh, th- we should reach out and ask like, hey, who's doing your musics? Who's making your sound things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something Rare and Friends should find out. We dig a little deeper, folks. Get to the bottom of this. We're not big on scoops, but I think we can maybe handle this one. <laughs> it's called Twitter. <laughs> it is called Twitter. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's pretty much modern it. day journalism is Twitter. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse. Yep. Okay. All right. Is that does that cover everything as far as potential releases for next year? Um, Those are the four well, I can think of. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole Nintendo Switch platform and the Scorpio platform that we will True. play games yeah. on that we cover. Technically sure. speaking. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That, those we'll are see. things those are, that are coming. We'll see. Yeah, those, those we don't really know a whole lot about. And technically, <laughs> we don't know that we'll cover anything on the Switch as of yet. But I, I guess we but yeah and i'm sure there'll be i get the feeling that rusty pup will, might get moved over to i i have a hunch too but yeah. we'll see i i don't know what engine i assume it's a proprietary engine from sean but we'll see we will see so um last thing we really want to discuss here before we uh we call it a year uh we just kind of wanted to quickly discuss uh possible ideas things for the future of rare and friends and uh maybe do a little brainstorming session Uh, obviously nothing we talk about here is completely concrete not that anyone's probably going to hold us to it let's be (laughs) honest yeah but at the same time we're not promising anything necessarily but i don't know what do you guys think is there is there stuff we could be working on things we could do better things that we could branch out um yeah go ahead and i'll chime in probably do like a like a a review of jetpack maybe yeah that'd be cool that'd be awesome (laughs) yeah that that is uh was in the final stages and then uh had a couple setbacks here and there and so um i've just haven't had time to yeah, uh, yeah, adjust know, but yeah. it is it is so close to being done and then uh and then so i think 2017 is going to be definitely the year of video reviews um nice. for us and i think we're gonna get rolling with those and uh start making some headway on those more aggressively so that's definitely my goal um early january is to get that one up and start working on the next one so nice that is definitely happening so cool yeah i like i like that and video content and putting together more stuff like that for me personally i want to work more on editorials written articles for the site um as well as uh helping with the video projects and and maybe right other fun side stuff um yeah like for example that commercial break we had earlier stuff like that yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt just to have like you know little short, funny things every now and again. Yeah. Totally, and we did the uh, we did the Donkey Kong Country race. I think that was that was great. If you haven't yeah. watched that, go check it out. It's on our YouTube. Um, I think more fun things like that are are great. They're yep. awesome to have. Because no offense, but our YouTube channel for a while was just you know nothing but log casts, and <laughs> yep. uh, which is fine, which is fine. But it's nice to have. A little variety and uh, put some different things on there and Absolutely. try to bring some some new people in. So um, outside of that, though, even the last month, uh, I don't know if you guys 
listening have noticed, but we're kind of trying to bump up our social media presence a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, it's 2016 and that's kind of the way the world works. And um, so, yep. I mean, Dave and the guys have been doing a great job up to this point. I think we're just trying to be a little bit more obnoxious about it and, yeah. uh, and be a little more present. Um, I, I've been, uh, I've deemed myself the Instagram guy, even though I've realized there's basically not a lot of people um, either from rare or followers of rare that really are on Instagram or right. at least yeah. on there f- or on there for that reason. Whereas right. Twitter is the complete opposite, but mm-hmm. I don't care. I like Instagram and I enjoy <laughs> it. So I'm going to c- keep pushing through and continue to try to come up with cool content. And you know what? If it sucks, it sucks. We have 16 followers right now. Woo. And so um, if you're listening and you're on Instagram, please check us out rare and friends i'd appreciate it um but yeah and so i think we're just gonna try to do more twitter um jeff's been doing adding a lot of great stuff there and uh and we'll be doing the facebook thing as well obviously so um yeah so that's another thing i think that we'll continue to try to bump up and do a little bit more with so absolutely yeah the other day on the first day of winter um what clay was referencing is uh, i did a a series on our twitter uh just exploring winter levels or you know snow levels in various rare games so stuff like that i think would be really fun to do and just spotlight some of the more obscure games go in depth on some of the more well-known games and and would love to do that more on on our social media as well as the logcast and video reviews so yeah like pretty much everything you guys said um i will probably do like uh, you guys were you know involved last year but um after like we just sort of had like the Christmas break where we take a couple of weeks off, and um, I actually last year I actually typed all these things up and we had like a little discussion about like how to make everything better. Mm-hmm. And I think we did make significant improvements. If you listen to year one of the logcast, I think it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. so not quite so yeah. great. So we'll probably you know do that again as well and sort of uh, figure out what's feasible for us. For like the yeah. longest time, I've been wanting to do more um, vlog style videos, and yeah, I've done like cool. two of them. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and there was not really much excuse to that because they're actually it's so easy to do stuff like that. <laughs> right, than, you know, <laughs> just time, just finding the time to turn a camera on yourself, and you know, but totally, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I. I'm not on here all the time. And so uh, I've been able to kind of just sit back and listen to a lot of it. And I have some uh, ideas of things we could do on the log cast to just kind of change things up a little bit. Cause I know, you know, looking back to old episodes, you guys used to do, you know, different things. You had your spotlights, but you also had like who wants to be a million rare and fun things like that, that are just a little bit different. And so I think, uh, I think we could try to sit down and come up with some more stuff like that. Totally, that would be would be great. Um, I think uh, if we do a little more planning ahead of time, we can um, come up with some great topics uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit further out. Um, Because as we know, sometimes there are dry spells where we go a whole week and literally nothing has happened, and (laughs) and so those those are more difficult weeks. And so I think if and we can talk more about this not when we're recording a podcast live uh, yeah (laughs) but uh yeah so i we'll talk more about that but i I would i would say hopefully expect some uh a little more variety at times with you know in the future but i mean if if these games come out that we're talking about there's going to be plenty to discuss and Mm -hmm. and plenty to be doing so it will keep us busy i'm sure (laughs) yep yeah here's a great idea guys we do a second podcast that's entirely about making the other podcast better and we just have yes. like this. Oh man, <laughs> we'd maybe get three followers. Yeah. Um, right. But speaking of our followers, of our listeners, this wouldn't be possible without all of you. And I think it would be great to hear from you guys. Hear what ideas maybe you'd like us to cover, uh, ideas you have for the show, whatever. Um, so you can always tweet us at Rare and Friends or or send an email our way if you don't want to kind of have it out there. Um, message us on Facebook. What's our right. email? Go Dave. Rare, rare and friends at gmail.com. And that's rare, rare and friends. Yeah. One word. 
it is one word and the end is spelled out a n d so don't try to put an ampersand in a freaking email address please yeah no that doesn't work yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work cool so rare and friends at gmail.com twitter at rare and friends same thing yeah. um mm-hmm. i mean even if you want to contact us through instagram you can that way too so uh reach out we'd love to hear from you guys definitely Absolutely. i think that's a great idea yeah we should uh we should set up a phone number for them to call into start doing like that google like, voice do. number or something yep let's do that and just okay. get it out of the way we'll go ahead and say we're copying the conversation but yeah I'm sure they weren't the first ones to do it but no i think it's a great idea dk vine invented the telephone no. number guys <laughs> but we That's we right. appreciate their format we, yeah. we do heavily base our show on theirs it as works far as like the season episode numbering and all that stuff like that it works so, man yeah so it's good stuff yeah no i think that's cool let's look into that dave get on it do it you like google stuff so I like make google it work stuff. <laughs> i don't know he retired his android so i don't know that, that's nothing true. makes sense I anymore. An let's now. not open that bag of worms right now <laughs> okay All right, we're, we're, not... the next hour is going to be android versus ios uh, debate no. and i'll jump in on windows phone and cry in the corner <laughs> <laughs> so moving on yes um, i i think that was actually the last thing that's yeah. it Dave. moving on yeah so this is kind of kind of be just us signing off uh, until next year um we're gonna probably take a couple weeks break while we regroup like we said before uh kind of annoying we didn't actually hit 50 episodes we hit 49 this year so that's kind of bothering my ocd but that's okay <laughs> we can um, do a quick one next <laughs> week i promise like, so i'm not down for it pardon <laughs> I'm down for a quick episode next week. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody! Like thirty seconds. We could just literally get get on for like like it'll be like five, less than five minutes. Like this is our fiftieth episode, so Dave doesn't kill himself because. And then we can all drop our mics. Except yeah. we won't. Cause expensive, <laughs> we but, hit fifty yeah. guys in a year, um, but no, uh, yeah. We just want to thank everyone. I think we already kind of said that, but we want to just thank you again for listening because we know we know when we're kind of a smaller, very Pacific podcast like we are you don't expect a ton of listeners so um we're very grateful for anyone who cares enough about the crap that we care about to keep listening every week so amen yeah (laughs) so um yeah thanks again and can't wait to for you all to find out whatever secrets and plans and things we're going to make up on the spot next year so uh yeah just bid you farewell for now and I will uh, sort of leave you with the wonderful words and ears of Bing Crosby. Really, I guess Christmas has a way of calling up the best in people. It's a time to review your blessings, to renew your faith, to share the warmth of the season, with the new, the old friends, with family. It's a time of joy and closeness. A time to look back with gratitude at being able to come this far. And a time to look ahead with hope and optimism to a future day when there'll be peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. We wish you all the blessings of the season and a dream to place under your pillow to see you through the cold nights. Until next time. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow The white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may
Thank you.